when you personally need to look at yourself and have that conversation to yourself about who you need to be and what you need to do. So sometimes when you get caught up in the social norm of society, it's potentially not feeding you with what you need to hear and see to transition out of the state that you're in quick enough. Just pulling away from a few things which I did really helped me stabilize myself and come back out firing. And now that I'm introducing the things that I would call not absolute necessities back in, I'm such I'm in such a better state mentally and physically and emotionally. Welcome to the B1 Mindset Podcast. This week is all about necessity and focusing in on how Ben's taken a step back recently to concentrate on what's necessary, but also to allow him to think about the kinds of things that he wants in his life and to realign himself with what's important. Because let's be honest, every now and again, some things might creep into our daily activities and bad habits even that aren't actually serving us very well. Now, if you like what you hear and you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe. If you fancy following us on Instagram or YouTube, links can be found in the show notes. But in the spirit of necessity and what Ben's about to speak about, that's enough from me. Let's dive into this episode. Yes, everyone. So it is Ben um, and this is a short podcast I've been away uh, for a little bit and I don't just mean in terms of the holiday that I went on a fair few weeks ago now, but I made a conscious choice when I came back to kind of, obviously the the, the main one was kind of come off social media that most people be aware of because they've not probably seen my face or heard me for, for a few weeks now. And for myself, it was about stripping back a little bit. I think I've been very, for the people that know me, for the people that follow me, um, I'm very open and honest about, well, I've been very open and honest about my journey uh, in life. And one of the things that I've learned over the over the last six to eight years from all the studying and knowledge that I've taken in is that our past experiences um, really create our ways of thinking and our habitual patterns. And they kind of really ingrain within us. They become our identity. And it takes a hell of a lot of work and practice to start to change as an, as an individual and it's possible because I've changed I think if you see me now compared to again p- potentially 10 years ago you, you'll think bloody hell man this guy's changed but if you look at me from 20 years plus um, I've, I've made a complete transition coming from a person that generally people thought was going nowhere in life and was not the best of character now the reason I'm bringing that up straight away is because I think that for all of the changes that I've made, both mentally and emotionally and physically, and also externally in my life, my businesses, uh, my family life, the things I own, the things that I've got, again, I only really kind of start to make hard work on myself. And when I say hard work, big transitional changes, really understand the aspects of what I wanted and who I wanted to be, potentially around six six years ago. And if you think for... For 20 to 25 years, I was quite a, a bad person, bad behaviors, did bad things, um, and then was in some low depressive down states and a lot of mental turmoil, living in my own head, very isolated, um, especially then from the years of, of just past my 20s to up to my 30, 30, around 30, apologies. 
that's a lot of years living in a, a negative way, an angry way, a resentful way, resentful to myself and for the world and angry against myself and the world. And yeah, just a, a very negative individual mentally. And um, I hit some very low patches within my life. And although I've changed so much and my life is in such a good place right now, I've only been working on myself for six years, coming up to seven, nearly 37. My la- you can't transition 30 years from seven just like that. So there's a lot of stuff that's still stored within me that I'm working upon. And some stuff, if I'm honest with you, and this would be for a later podcast, that I'm not necessarily trying to let go and forget because I don't believe that you can forget memories. I think you can tr- transition the emotion attached to them um, and the effect that it has on you in today, in the present. But I don't think you can completely forget it. So unfortunately, um, I still hit quite negative patches and and sometimes I can get caught up in my head, which is kind of where I wanted to lead in this podcast because it can be quite a hostile environment in my own head. Um, The voices that that, that talk and as weird as that may sound that anyone listens to this thinking bloody hell Ben's got voices in his head, we all do. So everyone has a voice or voices within their head. It's the things that um, when you're making a decision, you have something, you have internal dialogue, basically. Um, so we all have the voices. It's, it's dependent on what you do with it. It's dependent on what you take from it. That's so key. And that's kind of the, the empowering thing about all this. And that's why I feel so empowered as an individual today and why I am a mindset and self-development coach because I feel this is one of the biggest things that I can give people. Although I help them understand what they want in life and, and what's affecting them externally in life, the main issues generally coming from internal aspects, um, mental patterns and, and stored emotional patterns that they can't transition out of. And then then it's the environments are stuck within and I can, I can just kind of go down that loop, but I'm not going to go down there just in this one. But where I wanted to bring it back to, so I kind of hit, for some reasons I'm not going to go into, uh, kind of a bit of a mental turmoil and I was stuck within the head and it got quite violent within my own head and, and thought patterns came up and the, these conversations came up within my head. And the, the strongest light that I had was, again, was my son Jack's just reminding me, like, you're not, do, you're not just trying to transition for yourself now, man. You've got Jack's there. You've got your lad there. You're trying to be the best version you can be for him. You, you don't want to do things that are going to land you in trouble, trouble or do things that are detrimental because you're a dad to this lad. You're a role model to this lad. It's not just about you anymore. And again, I used to before Jax, but Jax is only just kind of like coming up to one and a half now or just under one and a half. But before that, this conversation would have been more so you're trying to be this new person, Ben. You're trying to live up to this. Well, not live up to this, but you are trying to be this better version, the version that you want to be. That's why you've transitioned away from so many things and so many people and not taking anything anymore and, and doing all these different things that are positive in your life, your well-being, your mental health, your your physical health, your emotional states. Like you are doing things now for that. So when I hit this kind of turmoil, if you like, previously before Jack's, I still had these internal dialogue and conversations, um, but it was more so me focused about being the best I can be. But it's not a nice place to be. It can be quite volatile. I've got quite this nasty side. And when I say nasty side, it's... It's just one that's been, again, it was just ingrained within me. It's, it's who I used to live as mentally and, um, and and as a person, unfortunately, for many years as well. And it got triggered and it came up and th- there was a period for about 
three to five hours where I was really, really stuck within my mind. And I was having some serious conversations and, and going through some practices, the, the, the benefits of me now knowing things, breath, breath work and breath techniques and forms of meditation and trying to be present and also perspectives and reframing and all these things that before I didn't even know any of this sort of stuff, what would happen? I'd, I'd emotionally act. I would do something that I ended up regretting. I would lash out. I would go and do something. I would turn to something um, because I didn't know how to deal with these things I didn't have coping mechanisms and that's why I do know I have coping mechanisms and that's why I'm not someone or a coach that will ever say I live the most positive positive life in the world and every day is fucking amazing and I never hit down patches man that's absolute bollocks I do I still do but the difference now is I have coping mechanisms and not only that I apply them and that's something that I'm big about as well I think there's a lot of coaches out there who know about coping mechanisms for life in certain areas, but they don't apply it to themselves when they're in the situations that they will coach someone else to do. And that's that's quite um, a phenomenal aspect, really, when you think about it. So I, that's something that I hold pride in myself, and I'm not ashamed to say that, that I am a coach that, number one, admits when I hit down patches, but number two also admits that I use my own coaching methods on myself, and that's why I know that they work. So... From this state, guys, I made some choices. And one of the choices that I made was to create simplicity within my life. So when, when I came home off holiday, I stripped my life to necessities, to absolute necessities. And one of the exercises that I do on myself and that I do on clients, and it is a big part of the, the B1 uh, mindset kind of philosophy, which is understanding what your priorities are in life. Your must priorities the things that have to be done, for example, a, ch a child is a must priority, you've got to look after them. If you've got animals, dogs are must priorities, you've got to look after them. If you've got a job, it's a must priority, you've got to do it to earn the money. Um, and then you've got want priorities, which are kind of like goals or aspirations or things that you want to do. They don't have to be done, they're not a must, but you want to do them uh, and, and you get them done. So that's a task that I do on myself. Um, and it's massively helped my life because without going too much, it does help you understand where your time's going and um, and the areas you're potentially putting time into that you don't need to or that you shouldn't. But the reason that task was so powerful for me was when, when I said to myself, right, I need to simplify and go to necessities. I looked at my priorities and I felt, what are my absolute musts, okay? Um, and then what are the wants that I'm classing within the must right now? And one of the things that I did when I did this exercise was a limited interaction. So I looked at the, not in the must categories, the must categories, I knew there was going to be social interaction. And that was absolutely fine because I can, I can step up and do what I need to do. But in the one category, I limited it, which is why my training generally over the last couple of weeks has been me on my own, on me with jacks on my back. Um, and I've still been putting the work in, uh, but it's been on my own. I came completely off social media, um, no scrolling, no posting, no interacting. And I came away from my phone as much as possible, um, in, unless it was something to do with work. Um, I, I generally wasn't on my phone. My phone was left in certain spaces that I didn't go to, so I didn't need to be checking on it all the time. And all these things that I applied, I had very little social interaction. And I think one of the benefits of, and I, I never used to understand whether this was a benefit or not, but I think... Because I hit a period in my life, probably from around the age of, probably from around the age of maybe 19 to 24, um, I I, there's just a gap where I was very isolated. And there was a certain period where I saw no one. I was kind of locked in a room. I was just on my own, very depressed, didn't have, had such little communication with anyone. I was in my own head 
potentially 24 hours a day. Um, if it did go out, it was it, it was masked, didn't really have much conversation. Um, I wasn't the most interactive person. Anyone, if you knew me at that age, you, you would know that. Um, but the, the reasons have more come out now that I was just a lack of self-confidence and self-belief. People didn't see that. I was just acted as this hard kid, but I was really a scared kid. Um, but I just didn't interact. So I was in my head. I was alone uh, for large periods and it was a very dark and um, very dark place. But I think one of the powers that I've taken from that is now I've learned everything that I've learned and I know all the coping mechanisms that I know. And I am able to have this internal dialogue within my own head um, and speak to myself and, and, and reframe stuff and dissect stuff and um, have general conversations to kind of understand what is best for myself and the person that I want to be. Actually, being in my own head now can be a very, very positive thing. So actually having so many years previous where I'd hit these dark down states and they became the norm for me. So we, people wonder potentially sometimes why I can go so isolated and so quiet on people and I can potentially not say anything for 24 hours. And But it's because I lived like that for so long, it started to become the norm. But it, the norm for me back then was, I was the emotions attached to that were horrendous. So although mentally I was very quiet and and um, in terms of like speaking externally, should I say, um, and the voices and, and talking with them, how to keep saying voices about everyone's thinking, man, this guy's got voices in his head. But internal dialogue, internal dialogue, um, they, they created a lot of hostile emotions, um, a lot of hostile emotions. So because I became so used to that, now when I go into these situations. Number one, I'm, I'm not intimidated by it. I'm happy to go into these places. And number two, I can now decipher and I can start to break down and I can start to build my way out of it and build my way out of it in a positive way. So I'm sat here now, a very productive morning and it's been a productive two weeks. It was a very busy week at my, at my gym that I co-owned last week. Um, my business partner was away. We had a staff member down ill. Um, so I was over there more or less every day on top of doing other bits and bobs. So it was a very busy week for me last week and still getting all my must priorities done. I wasn't slipping on anything. So in the past, de demotivated, wouldn't have done anything, would have turned to something else or X, Y, Z. Man, I've still got all of my priorities done. So again, that's a proud feeling as well. That's a big tick to say you still get stuff done. Um, and it was all about stripping back to necessity. So the question that I've got, I'm going to finish this fairly soon and um, I'm going to kind of do some more podcasts, potentially talking a lot more about what I'm going to talking about now in terms of your mind, your internal dialogue, your emotions and in, in life as a whole and hopefully showing you how now I apply coping mechanisms to help my life be as good as it is. Because a lot of people that potentially didn't know me back when and they see me now see a completely different Ben. So potentially don't understand when I'm talking about using these coping mechanisms and, and living the life that I do now, potentially don't see why it's so integral and I'm so passionate about it. Because if I knew it back 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 in the day, if this was taught in schools, um, if this was, was taught more or I knew about it, potentially not taught more, it may have been taught more, I just had lack of interaction. But if I knew about him more, I, I potentially could have got myself out of a hole a hell of a lot quicker and not had to wait for a tragic event or a potential tragic event to really turn my life around. So I think to, to, to kind of finish off where I'm going with this now is the key for me and where I'm aiming this is that if you hit overwhelm and you hit a point where your, your mind starts to trip and you hit real ne negativity, and this can be on any scale and on, on, on any scale whatsoever. You can just hit a bit of a pit. 
mentally start tripping, be saying bad things to yourself in your head, emotionally feel down um, and just feel overwhelmed and demotivated and start to kind of like hit a little bit of a trip. So this is the, the, the key or the other tips that I'm going to give you. Break it down to necessities and essentials. Understand what is essential. And sometimes limiting social interaction is, is a powerful thing. And I'm not talking about stopping seeing your friends in your family. That's not what I'm talking about. Although that's something that I've, I, I personally do and did. I'm not saying that's the best thing for you to do. But I am talking about social in terms of social media. I'm talking about social in terms of potentially going out. Because what starts to happen is you you start to build your thought processes off other people and things that are going on. You start to judge yourself and you also start to judge others. You start to take on board what other people are doing and other people are saying. And this is at a time when you personally need to look at yourself and have that conversation to yourself about who you need to be and what you need to do. So sometimes when you get caught up in the social norm of society, it's potentially not feeding you with what you need to hear and see to transition out of the state that you're in quick enough. So it takes a long time. And also it can it can take some mistakes and some regrets. So I'm trying to coach you in terms of just pulling away from a few things which I did really helped me stabilize myself and come back out firing. And believe me, behind the scenes I was firing, I was still hitting everything I needed to hit to a high standard. And now that I'm introducing the things that I would call not absolute necessities back in, I'm such I'm in such a better state mentally and physically and emotionally. So then I'm going to get even more from me in a better way. And this is how powerful it all truly is. Now, the one thing that I wanted to add on top of that is I have been I'm always very um very outspoken in terms of what you feed into your mind. And that could be something you're watching or something you're listening to. So although I've come away from social media, one thing that I have done on YouTube is I've been I've been watching some quite powerful uh, podcasts and interviews on t- from two specific individuals. Realistically, if you want to know who they are, drop me a DM uh, on social uh, on Instagram, and I'll, I'll send you some links to to the actual videos that I've been watching or some audio clips to the podcasts. And these have really been around some things that have helped me transition my state, understand things a little bit more. So at a time again where I was hitting negativity, what did I do? I focused on things that would help me understand things more and also start to teach me, coach me, give me more information, put me into a better mindset. I might have already understood the information and known it, so it reaffirmed it. And all of these things, again, are what I'm feeding into my mind. So it's it's releasing positive endorphins in, in a better way than going and doing something again that you wake up in the morning and think why did they do that and that's made me feel bad and now I'm regretting that and again that's a spiral that's only going to take you one way so I made choices and decisions so the spiral for me went upward so over the two weeks where I've been quiet I've been spiraling upward to come out on top and be in the best position I can be Um, and again like I always say I've got so many things that are positive within my life right now and so many things I'm working towards project wise and so many things that I want to embrace within my life my family life and just my life in general that I'm capitalizing on it, but I've got to make sure that when I do get tripped negatively, which I do, I still do, from a variety of reasons, whether sometimes it can be internally, sometimes it can be externally, I need to know how to address that. And I do. And that, again, is potentially why sometimes I can go very quiet with individuals and obviously also from social media um, as a whole. And I'm usually very active on it, which is why I had quite a few messages kind of reaching out that I need to get back to people and to to kind of like apologize. I wasn't, I kind of put it in the video that I posted up yesterday just to say, like, I've not 
try to be offensive by pulling myself away. I appreciate there's a lot of people that support me and I usually try to support them as much as I can. Um, but this is just something that I need to do for myself. And one of the things that I'll finish on is another thing that I coach with it or we coach within the B1 Mindset community in the group, which is the word selfish. And if you are being selfish to hurt someone, again, that, I agree that's a bad thing. But I don't think enough people are selfish enough to spend some real time on themselves to be selfish enough to kind of really give themselves some time and effort to be a better person and when I say a better person a better person to them like what is the best version of you we say this a lot the best version of you in any area and what would that be are you living that today or are you not are there improvements that we want to make are the changes that you want to make are you still tripping up and acting out and doing things that you don't want to do is that happening too much and Again, sometimes self that's why self-development is key. And that's why I always say mindset and self-development is what I coach. It's that That's the bracket because they both come hand in hand. Your mindset is what you are focusing your mind on, your thought processes on. Um, but self-development is the ability to work on yourself, to be a better person um, emotionally, like I said, then potentially physically, um, or I would say definitely physically and mentally as well. They all encompass one. Um, and when you can work on them all, you become... A, a person that feels good about themselves, you build self-esteem and self-belief and self-confidence and self-love um, and all of these things, you have peace of mind. Um, not all of the time is, is shown the reason why I can, I'm talking about everything here, but self-development is about that. Because I've learned self-development and because I understand mindset, I've been able to come back stronger than ever, more excited and motivated than ever. And that's, a, that's an amazing thing as well. I'm not sat here now having made mistakes Lots of regrets. I actually sat in now thinking, man, you've you, you've stayed focused, man, to the bend you needed to be. Um, and other than going quiet, and other than pulling away from certain things, you've actually nailed everything that you needed to nail. And now you're pushing on harder than ever. Um, so exciting times ahead, guys. Again, I've got a couple of projects I'm working on at the minute. I've got a boxing fight on the 1st of October that I'm super excited to get back into uh, the fight. I used to obviously do cage fighting, but again, I was a different lad back then. Um, I was a lost lad, a scared lad, utilising cage fighting to let a lot of my anger uh, out. Um, and I'm a lot calmer now, and not clearer now, understand, and hopefully I'm able to go into the ring and, and capitalise on my skills, um, which I'm excited about. So yeah, I guess guys, lots ahead. So I hope this has been some help whatsoever. Please let me know if it has. Again, I, I am hoping to kind of deliver a little bit more of this. And as always, man, I try to give my own journey as much as it can. The reason being is I hope that it helps relate the information that I'm talking about. Um, sometimes people can give information and tasks and things to work on. And it's hard to do it because you don't relate. I hope sometimes by me sharing actually how it's impacted me in my life, I never coach something that I, I, I don't understand having worked on myself or a client. The reason being is if I haven't done that, I don't know it. I don't truly know if it works or don't know enough about it. So everything that I talk about is something that I've either applied to myself or a client and I've seen um, a productive um, outcome from. So guys, I'm going to wrap that up there. Hope you're all well. Apologies again, I've been quiet. I hope you've been doing well in your life and striving forward. Um, and yeah, I will see you or speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to the B1 Mindset podcast. If you're new to the show, don't forget to subscribe. Let us know what you think by leaving us a rating or review. As well as subscribing to the podcast, why not check out our YouTube channel where you can find different kinds of workshops, tips, tricks and advice on how you can shape your mindset to work for you. 
Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram and YouTube, which are linked in the show notes. And not forgetting the courses and resources you can find on b1mindset.com. Until next week, in the spirit of necessity, that's enough from me. Take care, and we can't wait to speak soon.